0: Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings Of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. (laughs) Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Hauntings Of right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams alongside with Chip Hazard. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing the hauntings of the state of Wyoming.
1: So Chip, what can we look forward to in today's episode? Well, Wyoming is probably best known for its geysers, or for perhaps being the first state to give women the right to vote, or maybe for being the first to elect a female governor. However, it should also be very well known for having a high concentration of paranormal activity. So let's not muck around. Let's jump right into it and talk about some of the most haunted places in the state of Wyoming. So we're going to kick things off tonight with the Heart Mountain Re... uh, Let me start over there.
0: The Heart Mountain Relocation Center. And this is in Powell, uh, Wyoming. Heart Mountain Recol. Why can't I talk tonight? Heart Mountain Relocation Center was used as a relocation center for the, Jap- for the Japanese during World War II. These days, it is known for being one of the most haunted locations in Wyoming. There is said to be a friendly spirit who regularly makes an appearance during the daytime, even guiding visitors around the building. However, when night falls, things seem to get a little bit more sinister, as this is when the shadow people come out to play. It is also common for people to report phantom footsteps, cold spots, and unexplained noises in the building, as well as which all add up to the center's haunted reputation. Now, I didn't give anything specific in there, but I did find it funny that during the daytime, they're friendly spirits and they they help guide the visitors around, but they become a little bit more sinister and the quote unquote shadow people come out to play. Um, how are you feeling about this one right now in particularly?
1: Uh, I mean, as it stands, I, I would definitely hope for, um, a little more information. Right. But, uh, okay.
0: here's one. It says the heart mountain war, uh, relocation center. Um, uh, here we go. Yeah. This is in pre-war. I mean, there's a whole Wikipedia article about it. Um, yeah, it, sa- it says that, okay, interesting. It says the, warm, the the Heart Mountain War Relocation Center, named after nearby Heart Mountain, is located midway between the towns of Cody and Powell in northwest Wyoming, was one of the 10 concentration camps used for in, uh, inter- interment of Japanese Americans um, evicted from the west coast. Exclusion zone during World War II by executive order from President Franklin Roosevelt after the bombing of Pearl Harbor in December of 1941, upon the upon the recommendation of Lieutenant General John L. DeWitt. Hmm. So maybe the spirits of the um the, of the Japanese who were there could be the ones who are. Still haunting the uh
1: the grounds uh that that could definitely be uh a huge portion of of that excuse
0: me. yeah um i mean it's 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 very i mean anytime you hear the word concentration camp i mean you your mind immediately goes to like a hey, this isn't right you know like I understand you know, like prisoners of war and things of that nature but like it says right here. It says the terminology. This is what they use. It says since the end of the since the end of World War II, there have been debate over the terminology used to refer to Heart Mountain and the other camps in which Japanese Americans were incarcerated by the United States government during the war. Heart Mountain has been referred to as the War Location Center, uh, uh, relocation center, the. Uh, interim camps the concentration camps and the controversy over which term is the more accurate and appropriate continues to this day scholars and activists both have criticized interim camps um, as euthanistic as japanese americans were not there for their protection and could not leave
1: uh yeah so uh what 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 they're talking about there on on those internment camps uh is is when uh the the nation of japan bombed pearl harbor any uh american citizens that were of japanese uh descent or origin were rounded up and put into these internment camps um very very similar to the Nazi concentration camps, from you know the same same era, um, except for they were uh, apparently. I don't know because I wasn't there, but apparently they were a little more well taken care of. Uh, but they rounded them all up and put them in these internment camps for fear that they were. Uh, Japanese spies on American soil and they were going to try to like take over from the inside out. Yeah. So um, it says, that's, right. That's here. what I understand. Right. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot more to it and it's probably not as nice as it would be made to sound. Right. Um, now I did find
0: this one article on
1: onlyinyourstate.com
0: in um, where it talks about how, uh, it's no surprise, then, why this place would land in the list of the top five most haunted places in Wyoming. Uh, now, we do have 10 on this list, but according to this uh, website, only in your state, there's five. Uh, tied for the for, tied for second place with the uh, Warren Air Force Base. I don't know if we'll talk about that. We might. I don't know. Uh, despite the fact that so many families tried to maintain a sense of normalcy during the time inside the camp, there is still more than enough sorrow and heaviness that still lingers even decades after. Um, it says today, the camp has been reinvented to a more formal and inter- in- informative camp, informative center, educating Americans about this dark time of their past. It is not, however, without its ghost. Employees of the, of the building, current and past, have reported many bizarre, frightening experiences. They've heard coughing and voices whispering when no one else is around. Nobody that Nobody that they can see anyway. Visitors have reported very similar experiences. There are numerous tales of people feeling watched, hearing phantom music playing in empty barracks, and even friendly hosts that lead guests around their tours only to disappear shortly after the tour begins. Other reports claim that the shadow people in the halls and barracks, when the sun goes down, uh, people see something move out of the corner of their eye, but when they look, there's nothing there. And the camp was designed, the camp was designated as a National Historic Landmark in early 2007. To this day, visitors can still take tours, though we can't exactly promise that your guide will be living. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, good to know cat Ka- hey so here's your tour guide his name is casper hi how you doing today folks uh no no man i'm, I'm you know what I, I don't even need to be here i'm good <laughs> right man, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of bad memories for this place for people of you know other you know ethnicities and stuff like nah' we're, we're not going there no forget you yeah.
1: <laughs> that
0: being said though let's move on to the very next one you got it
1: Yep. Next up, we're going to talk about the Occidental Hotel, and this is in Buffalo, Wyoming. Okay. Not to be confused with Buffalo, New York. (laughs) There you go. Um, So, Buffalo's Occidental uh, Hotel was once an Old West saloon and bordello. It is now said to be haunted by the daughter of one of the prostitutes who worked there. Huh the daughter of. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. So, the girl is said to have died on the upper floor of the building, and she manifests as a spectral woman in white with long, dark hair. Uh, She has been known to move furniture around and is also said to be responsible for a variety of unexplained noises around the hotel. She has also been known to tap guests on the shoulder while they are sitting in the bar, and some guests claim to have heard her laughing and also to have heard some other disembodied voices suggesting that she is not the only spirit that is haunting the Occidental hotel. Oh, what do you wow. take? Yeah. What do you take <laughs> from this so far?
0: Uh, so far, I mean, it, it, it's like the daughter of one of the prostitutes. Now it doesn't say how old the daughter, the daughter was, um, So I'm not getting a vibe of ghost kid. Um,
1: No, no. But at the
0: same time, you know, maybe back in, you know, and again, it doesn't go back and say how old this is. I'm going to assume if it was a saloon and a bordello, those are not words that they commonly use in today's, um, you know, bar industry or whatever. Saloons more old fashioned, you know, Western style. And a bordello was more of a, you know, a nice word to say, you know, whorehouse. Um, Right. You know, or nowadays they call them cat houses, but whatever. You live your truth, Vegas. Um, but, I mean, for, for her to manifest like this, you know, um, almost, honestly, do you want to know what it, what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when we did the Alaska episode and talked about the Red Onion Saloon. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Yep. That's the exact vibe I'm getting from it. And um, if you look up, uh, was that the Occidental Hotel? Uh, matter of fact, I'm probably have to figure out where to spell this. Occidental, no, not Occidental Propane. I don't want, pro, no, I want propane. <laughs> propane and propane accessories. All right. Ready? Occidental Hotel. There we go. Yep. And uh, you can still book it. And it says here, Occidental Hotel, book your dream vacation. And yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, do you want to do that? I'm not, no, I'm not looking for a check-in date. Shut up. <laughs> but they provide scuba diving and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, where the hell do you scuba dive? Like, that makes no sense. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's kind of. Oh
0: no You're- wonder I'm on the I'm on a different one. I apologize. Oh, I was. I, like, mean, I need like, to put in know. Wyoming. I need to put. On, I need to put in Wyoming. There we go. Austin Hotel in Wyoming. There we go. And it, yeah, it's it's still there. Oh, okay. It's very Western. It says 140 years of Western hospitality at its finest. Um, if you look, it's got restaurants: uh, the Virginia Restaurant, the Busy Bee Cafe, the quote-unquote Saloon. Um, it doesn't really say anything about um doesn't really say anything too much about uh the ghost which obviously it probably wouldn't it being on the the official website um but no i i believe really, mean, they give historical tours and that's by appointment if you want to ch- if you want to check it out they they show you the saloon and <laughs> you know they give you the history um, and there's also jam bluegrass jam sessions every Thursday night at seven o'clock. So, there you go. If anybody okay. in Wyoming wants to go check it out, uh, you can order a room, you can view the rooms, by the way. Um, yeah, um, for let's just see for a king size bedroom with all the amenities, you're looking at oh, and they got different types of suites, different types of rooms. Like, all these rooms look like some shit you would see. i like, I like, out, out of like an old, like western you know type like they got the clear creek suite the cloud peak suite all these different types of suites uh and believe it or not they're actually compared to other this is actually pretty cheap uh in terms of like big hotels or whatever it's it's 185 dollars a night during the summer months in the winter months from september to uh, may it is 125 dollars a night so there you go anybody wants to go check out uh Check, check out the hotel. If you're brave enough to enter, I mean, who knows? I mean, this person could still be haunting the place, you know. We don't know all how right. long the haunting's been around, you know. And they give you history of the saloon and the bordello and things of that nature. Kind of, uh, like I said before, it kind of reminds me of the Red Onion Saloon that we talked about in Skagway, Alaska. So, Shout out to all of our Alaskan uh, people, um, you know. You know, we we we. I think we had a the the letter that we got um, was from a lady from Alaska. Correct? That is correct. Yeah. So yeah. So shout. I hope she. I hope she still listens to the podcast. If you do, thank you for your support. That being said, though, we're going to move on to the next one, and the next one is Fort Bridger State Historic Site, and this is in Fort Bridger, Wyoming. Now, Fort Bridger State Historic Site is well known for being haunted by the ghosts of several soldiers who were stationed there in the 1800s there is also said to be the ghost of a dog residing in the historic location which is actually deemed to be one of the most haunted visitors often report seeing the ghost of an old man inspecting some of the graves on the property while the museum building seems to play host to two spirits who have who are fascinated by new technology and often play with the copy machines and other electronic devices. Hmm. So these yeah. go from 1800s. Saying- yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like they found thought, like, hmm, I wonder what this fandangle thing is. Oh, it's a, <laughs> well, you look at that as a cell phone. What's a cell phone? I don't know. Hit numbers. <laughs> you know, um, how are you thinking? How, how are you feeling about this one?
1: Uh, it it sounds very um like like almost like a, a friendly ghost. Does that, that makes sense?
0: Right. Um. It, yeah. Well, it used to be a trading post. It says that it was originally a 19th century fur trading outpost established in 1842. Um, let's see. Uh, Black's Fork of it says on Black's Fork in the Green River. Um, in what is now look, uh, a Tinta County, Wyoming, um, it basically was it was a, it was a, a vital resupply point for wagon trains on the Oregon Trail, California Trail, and the Mormon Trail. The Army um, uh, established the military post in 1858 during the Utah War until it was finally closed in 1890. A small, ta- the, the sm- a small town in Fort Bra- uh, Bridger, Wyoming, remains near the fort and now takes its name. Uh, so it was a trading post. It was a, it was a stop along the Oregon Trail, and you know, I mean, I mean, think about that. I mean, it's a stop on the Oregon Trail. So, bam, automatically, the, you know, people died from dysentery. Right. So, you know, there had to be some people who probably you know lost their lives o- on along this trail and possibly at this location. Um, and you can like go. I mean, you can try to find the the site. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna look up. I gotta do one more thing. Let me look up hauntings. See if they'll do that. Um, yeah, travelwyoming.com has a, a couple of ghost stories um, about it. Uh, they just told. Yeah, they told the story of the uh, thing. Let me find. Okay, here we go. Uh, it might be. Oh, here. Okay. It says this state historic site located in in southwest Wyoming is renowned for one of the being the most being the most haunted. But it isn't just soldiers you may encounter wandering around the grounds. A dog named Thornburg is reported to have earned a medal of honor saving a child. When he died, he was buried at the fort. He now stands guard over the cemetery.
1: So that's interesting.
0: So, 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 so the dog kind of makes sense to be there. If the dog, um, you know, received a quote unquote medal of honor for saving a child, then it would make sense. You know, if the dog is buried on the property, then obviously it's the dog's final resting place, which means anyone who would go to that fort would happen to see the dog or happen to, um, you know, believe that okay that's that's the dog who saved the child, so the so maybe the dog isn't there to harm anyone, he's just there protecting and guarding the cemetery so that others can still remain peaceful in their final resting place right so that 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 that, that makes more sense, honestly, that being said though, um let's move on to the next one. This one looks like it's going to be interesting. Go ahead Bubba. All
1: right, next up, we're going to talk about the wonder bar in Casper, Wyoming. Wanda Bar. Yeah, so with a name like Casper, you would totally expect that this town would have at least one haunted building in it. Of course, but, and it certainly doesn't disappoint. One of the most haunted buildings in Wyoming is said to be the Wonder Bar. Visitors have reported all manner of strange, unexplained noises, and they have seen the lights turning on and off in the basement. When there is nobody inside employees say that they often feel like there is someone following them around as they work with some of them, even hearing the footsteps of an unseen person trailing behind them. Some of the apparitions over the years that have been seen include a cowboy and a woman, you guessed it in a white dress. Oh, wow. Um, so wow. I wonder if... I wonder if it's still open. Uh, well, let's do a quick Google yeah. search here. Go ahead and, and Google see. Go ahead and do that Google search real quick. Uh, yeah,
0: it's just, just class-
1: recent. Yeah, it just recently um closed. Uh, oh wow. Yep. In, was it? uh in 2019 it closed.
0: Oh wow. Mhm. Okay, so pre-pandemic, so it wasn't like the it wasn't like the pandemic, you know, caused it to close or anything like that. Right. Um if you look at some of the reviews that it had, it said ordered a hamburger and the burger was really thin, dry and burnt. Do not recommend. Oh wow. Yeah, I kind of want I kind of want to go through some of the reviews just to see uh just to see uh I stopped in for dinner and drinks. The drinks were off point and the menu was really unimpressive. We ended up paying for our drinks and heading somewhere else for dinner. The the wait staff was great and the place was really large and open. However, the food completely sucked and I would not go back to this place ever again.
1: Yeah. Uh, So here's a little more about the, uh, the wonder bar here. Go ahead. This is, this is from kingfm.com from September. uh, Looks like September of 2019, maybe it just says September 26 or September 16th. So, um, it says, yesterday, owners of Casper's world-famous Wonder Bar announced that they would be selling the iconic downtown saloon next month. Uh, a Casper institution for over 82 years, the Wonder Bar has seen its fair share of turmoil, surviving nearly a dozen owners, several name changes, and even a so-called curse. Ah, now uh, I'm interested. Uh, uh The building dates back to 1914 and it was originally a pool hall and was uh, later known as the Mint Bar. It was renamed the Wonder Bar shortly after Prohibition ended in 1934 and became the anchor of Saloon Row, a notoriously rough and rowdy block on South Center Street. In 1942, then-owner Al Swanson began a tradition that would later become his calling card, allowing cowboys on horseback to ride into the bar, purchase a beer for themselves and their horse, and then head out the back door into the alley. Okay. Okay. Uh, One of those cowboys was Joe Lowndes, a member of the notorious outlaw gang The Wild Bunch. The historic saloon also hosted the likes of John Wayne, Ernest Hemingwayne, and Dizzy Gillespie. Uh, The Wonder Bar's most famous visitors, however, may have been the ghosts. It is reputed to be arguably the most haunted bar in the state of Wyoming. Employees have reported hearing footsteps follow them in the basement, along with lights turning off and on by themselves. Others have heard what they believe were ghosts bellying up to a stool at the empty bar after hours. Some have even reported hearing the voices of children playing and laughing upstairs. Fuck that. Uh, (laughs) Guests and employees have also reported witnessing the image of a cowboy accompanied by a woman in a white dress. One of the most popular Wonder Bar legends involves a cleaning lady and her cat. Okay. Yep. According to the story, the cleaning lady brought her cat to the bar one night where they both saw a ghost walking down the stairs. Evidently, the cat was so terrified that its (sighs) fur was standing on end. Hmm. In the 1980s, the so-called Wonder Bar curse began. It started when a patron fell down the stairs and died. Then there was a deadly shootout on Center Street, which led to a series of name changes. For a while, it was called Tommy Knockers. Then... (laughs) Yes. Uh, Then it was called The Cattlemen's Club. Then it was called Break Time. And after that, it was called The Bootleggers. Finally, it was purchased in 2003 and officially renamed The Wonder Bar. Over the decades one thing has never changed. For generations it was always a place where a stranger was just a friend we haven't met yet. It's more than just a bar, it's more than just a historic building. It's part of a fabric of or part of the fabric of Casper. Here's hoping the new owners honor that legacy when they reopen it in a few months. Ah, okay. So uh, I don't know if I, I want to go to this one. <laughs> I don't. You know, as long as I'm not part of the uh, the the Wonder Bar Curse, uh, I think I'll right. be okay. Right. Exactly. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah. I tell you
0: what. It's uh, it that one. Yeah, because you think about like all the all the different you know things. Okay, like you see, you hear the voices and you, you i i the whole time I'm thinking like okay the image of the cowboy could this been a patron who always frequented that place and it says he was accompanied by a lady Why could that be his wife his his mistress his girlfriend right you know you, you kind of want to know okay who was this person you know what I mean um but i mean obviously I mean, if it's from since the 1940s it's been you know considered A haunted place even back then i mean for for 82 years and you have a you have the the so-called curse even going back all the way that far that that should you know ring a couple of bells be honest with you like oh i don't know if i want to come to this place
1: yeah that's that's one of those that like once you read about it you're like um maybe that's not on my list of places that i want to visit nah (laughs) <laughs> not in any way shape form or fashion that being
0: said we're going to move on to the next one and the next one is fort laramie historic site and this is in fort laramie wyoming in 1850 fort laramie was known for being a trading post which was operated by the american fur company it is said that the that the agent running it brought his daughter out with him and that she disappeared one day after disobeying her father and going riding alone. You might expect it to be her who haunts the fort and perhaps she is one of the spirits there, but the most well-known entity is the ghost of a cavalry officer. Visitors also report phantom footsteps and doors opening and closing by themselves. Now, unfortunately, that's all the information that uh, Haunted Rooms America gives us. But with a quick little Google search, we can easily look up Fort LaRamey Hauntings. And, yeah, I found one. Oh, my God. Guess guess what website, Bubba? OnlyInYourState.com. There you go. (laughs) OnlyInYourState.com. Now, It seems like hauntings are always tied to history. Spirits from the past coming back to visit inhabitants of their old stomping grounds. Therefore, I guess we really shouldn't be surprised that this old fort in Wyoming, which is now a historic site, a national historic site, is thought of to be not only one of, but the most haunted places in the state of Wyoming. Now, to understand these ghosts a little better, you need to be familiar a little bit with the the fort's history. This old fort dates back to 13... uh, Thirteen. Wow, eighteen thirty four. When it was a trading post known as Fort William. Okay, in the in the in the eighteen forties, wagon uh, trains uh, traveling along the Oregon California Trail stopped there to get supplies. And in eighteen forty one, the site was known as Fort John, and it overlooked Laramie River. Eventually, Fort Laramie was founded in 1849 as a military post, and the fort was established to protect uh, immigrants who were traveling west from uh, attacks by Native Americans. One of the ghosts lurking around the fort is the quote-unquote Lady in Green. Okay, so not white, but green. Okay. Maybe pistachio color, who knows. Yeah. Now, this ghost dates back all the way to Fort John, when it was an American fur. Company trading post. The daughter of the person, okay, we just talked about the daughter in the previous uh, what I just talked about. The daughter of the person in charge rode off one day on a big black horse while her father was away. She never returned, and whatever happened to her is still a mystery. Supposedly, her ghost appears east of Fort Laramie every seven years wearing a long green riding dress and veiled hat carrying a jeweled whip while riding her big black stallion. There you go. Right. The old captain quarters was built in 1870 and served as, a ha- served as housing for commanding officers. Here, several strange things have occurred, as in doors opening by themselves, sounds of footsteps when no one is around, and bright lights shining from inside the facility even when there is no electricity. This ghost also has a name. His name is George. Which way did he go, George? Anyway, the Calvary Barracks barracks building is also said to be haunted. This building was built in 1874 and houses hundreds of soldiers. Early in the morning, the sounds of many boots can be heard walking across the second floor. Old Bedlam was built in 1849 as a bachelor's officer's quarters and... Is also the oldest military building in Wyoming. A ghost who is a cavalry officer is said to walk through those buildings, telling everyone to be quiet. There is also some. There have also been sightings of ghosts outside the building. Some of these apparitions include a young man in a raincoat, a surgeon in a blood-covered uniform, a headless man near Deer Creek. And an erratic Civil War soldier who has been spotted southeast of the fort. Okay. Yeah. So after hearing all this, what do you, what is your take so far?
1: Uh pretty interesting so far. Um right. I, mean, I I do want to know a little more. Uh you know, it, it's it's definitely <laughs> got me intrigued to want to know more. Right. I,
0: I think like we talked about this several, several times on all of our haunting episodes that anytime you're dealing with the history of something, it does uh we it, it does bring a little bit more of the hey, you know, I didn't know that about a certain, you know, you know, thing. You know what I mean? Like like oh, oh this these bearings were used for this purpose. Cause then we talk about okay, we're talking about the Oregon Trail and we all played the Oregon Trail and, you know, you know, middle school or whatever, you know, growing up, you know, these kids right. nowadays don't know what the hell the Oregon Trail is. Um, but, you know, when it talks... I do find it interesting, though, that there's one, the, the the ghost of the cavalry officer that is said to walk around and tells people to be quiet. Uh, Like, what if you're just laying there in bed, you are just not even thinking it's like, be quiet! Like, I am, motherfucker, shut up! <laughs> you know? The one that disturbs me the most is the surgeon in the blood-covered uniform. Like, that one kind of... Have you seen that? Like, wouldn't that kind of freak you out a little bit? Like, you see a guy just covered up to you in blood, and is like, yeah,
1: I, I, I need to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'd be like, um, time, time, time to go, time to go, gotta go, gotta go.
0: Right, and then the headless man walking around Deer Creek, like I don't need to go to Deer Creek. I'm good. Nope. And then the younger man in the raincoat, you assume is the kid from it, you know, <laughs> but. I ain't going, not doing that one. Not doing that one. If you see a red balloon, just keep on going. Just keep on going. All right. That being said, though, we're going to move on to the next one. You got it? I do. Next
1: up, we have the Hot Springs County Library. And this is in Thermopolis, Wyoming. Thermopolis. Uh, okay. That's what it says. I believe you. I, I mean, I I would have called it Metropolis, but uh, right, exactly. Thermopolis is pretty cool, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) Uh, So, Uh, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, sorry. Uh, So, a library probably isn't the first place that you think of when you're talking about haunted buildings, but believe it or not, Hot Springs County Library is indeed one of the most haunted places in the state. Visitors and staff alike have reported shadow people, disembodied voices, and books flying off the shelves all by themselves. Um, Now, unfortunately, that is all that haunted rooms uh, gives us, but with a quick little uh, Google search... We find hmm little bit of nothing else. uh let's see this one says nothing, okay. it looks like there's not much known about the uh, the hauntings of this place other than there are shadow people that throw books at you.
0: kind of underwhelming, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I mean, if you're, I mean, normally people, I mean, when do, when are the books thrown? Like, are, if you're being too loud, they a book at you like, shut up. You're in a library or like, or the, or the, are the disembodied voices telling you be quiet, right. you, you know, or, you know, the shadow um, people walking by, like, are they trying to figure out the Dewey decibel system? Like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I did find an article on a website called why 95 country.com, um, uh, it looks like it's maybe a, a music station from there. That's in what, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what
0: I'm thinking, too. That kicking um, country.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, it, it's the article says uh, it looks like a recent building and it's filled with young readers learning about their love of books. But this library might have more to check out than just novels and might have something more haunted than just a great story. The Hot Springs County Library in Thermopolis isn't the only haunted library in the Cowboy State, but it might be the eeriest. Uh, the Hot Springs County Library must surely be an exciting place to work, especially when some librarians have come in for work in the morning and found books strewn across the floor as if someone had a ghostly tantrum in the middle of the night. Uh, patron- the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Patrons have reported hearing disembodied voices while browsing the stacks. It is also possible to turn a corner in an aisle of books and see a ghostly specter scurrying away. Uh, Shadow people have been reported, and at least one library goer has told stories of watching books float off of shelves on their own, open as if they're being browsed, and then drop on the ground. You might find authors like Stephen King or R.L. Stein among the stacks in this haunted library in Thermopolis or you might just find the subject of their writing instead or a ghostly librarian just trying to help you find the perfect book for a cool fall night. Okay, so that's a little bit more about it. Um, and it's a little more interesting to, to think that you know, you could just turn the corner and there's, you see this ghostly figure, like, running away. Right. So. It's almost like, I mean, people, I mean, people are paranoid enough as it
0: is when they're, you know, like, going through, especially because libraries are very, you know, secluded places anyway, because, you know, you have to be quiet in the library and things of that nature. You turn the corner and it's like, oh, shit, wait, where, where, where'd you go? Right. God, what the hell just happened? You know, but yeah, I mean, I, this is one library I just don't want to go into. You I mean, know, like, hell, I don't even, that, do people even go to libraries anymore? Uh, yes. Some people, I mean, I'm sure some people do. Um, you know, if you got, you know, if you, if you got study or something, but anyway. Right. All right. Uh, that being said, though, let's move on to the very next one on the list. The next one is called the Old Faithful Inn, and this is in Yellowstone National Park. Okay, I'm sure everybody here is familiar with Yellowstone National Park. Uh, The majority of people who visit Yellowstone National Park come for the geysers or more specifically for Old Faithful. However, there is another must see attraction in the park for those who have a taste for the paranormal. And that is the Old Faithful Inn, one of the most haunted inns in the state of Wyoming. Now, the inn is actually made up of two different buildings with the older part dating back to 1902. One of the reasons why the inn is said to be haunted is that one of the newer sections of the building, which is known as the West Wing, was actually built on top of some unmarked graves. Completely by accident, of course, but this, is the ne- is, is, this has nevertheless disturbed the spirits of those who are buried there. There are a wide variety of paranormal activity that is going on at the Old Faithful Inn and a number of different apparitions are to blame. One of the most credible reports actually comes from a fire inspector who was able to witness firsthand the prank that one of the male spirits plays with with some degree of frequency. Before his very own eyes, he saw a fire extinguisher lifted out of the holder Turned ninety degrees and then placed back into holding holder facing the placed back into the holder facing the wrong way. Other apparitions have been reported, including a headless bride in her white uh, filling wedding gown, a male dressed as a frontiersman, a little boy who is said to be very sad, and a woman in eighteen nineteen style attire. Who looks like she watches guests as they sleep? Fuck that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like nobody fuck. watching me while I sleep. That that's impaired. That, that's like that feeling you're being watched is a very real. Like th- I don't want to. Um, all this being said, Bubba, what are
1: you thinking right now? Uh, fuck this place! <laughs> uh, it, it just I, just on the fact alone that it says that, that you know there's the uh the lady that likes to watch you while you're sleeping nope uh uh-uh. uh nope yeah um and then you still
0: have like I mean, you have the headless bride still in her wedding gown and then you think to yourself okay what happened did she get decapitated did, well
1: obviously yeah, she I'm got like
0: decapitated it. No, but, but okay. maybe 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 I mean decapitated. Yeah, what I mean is like, did she get beheaded in the sense of did somebody chop her head off? Was it an accident that she got her head cut off? Like, you know, there's different. I mean, I'm, there's, I'm sure there's multiple ways to get your head cut off. Um, either somebody does it or something does it to you, um, right? But you know, I'm just saying. I sound so dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, but, right. no, but the one that the one that got me was when the. uh it, where it says the most credible report actually came from a fire inspector who was witness to who was witness to it, where he saw in it with his own eyes. The fire extinguisher lift out of the holder, turn ninety degrees, and then placed back in the holder facing the wrong way. Like that one, it's one of those you'd probably it's it's one of the things you like. I think you'd have to see it to believe it, kind of thing,
1: right? Um,
0: but then again. You know but if this is just one person's account, i mean if multiple people, if multiple people had this exact same account, then you might be like, "Huh, there might be a little bit of some validity to this story um, you know, but I mean, the man's seen what he's seen, you can't really unsee something like i I'm sure if something like that was to happen, I'm sure you wouldn't be able to
1: unsee that ever you know yeah, that's you probably wouldn't, you'd probably look at that and be like man what the hell no we we're, we're shutting this place down right now yeah we leaving yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean forget about just shutting
0: it down we'd leaving y'all fan for yourselves i ain't I ain't I ain't trying to get killed by no ghosts you crazy as hell right but anywho uh yeah so yeah so this one this one was very interesting I'm, I'm thinking that and, and because it is Yellowstone National park and it is a big park probably one of the most famous parks um in the world um, yeah, more, more or less, more or less, you and definitely, the, definitely the most famous in the United States. And mainly people come because they want to see the geyser, they want to see old Yeller or old faithful. I don't know I say old Yeller. Um, now they might see old Yeller too, who knows the ghost of the dog, whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, but the fact that they accidentally built this place on top of some unmarked graves, you know, what do we always say? You don't disturb someone's final resting place. Um, and I'm sure they didn't knowingly did it, but. Still, I mean, you fucking with someone's final resting place? Like, let them people rest. You know what I mean?
1: Right. But anyway, yeah, we've always said you <laughs> don't fuck with somebody's final resting place. Like that's right. that's it. You just do not do that. So
0: right. Anyway, so let's move on to the very next one. Do you have it?
1: I do. Next up, we're going to talk about the Wyoming Territorial Prison, and this is in Laramie, Wyoming. Okay, so we're going uh, back to Laramie again. Yes, uh, so Wyoming Territory Prison was built in 1872, and it started out as a small facility with only 42 cells spread across three floors. Each cell was tiny, but in times of overcrowding, there would often be two inmates per cell in rooms barely large enough for one. We've talked about this several times about the the overcrowding of yep. of prisons and uh mental hospitals. So we're we're just sticking on track here. Right? Uh, the prison housed a variety of criminals, but no capital offenders and there were no executions staged here. That's interesting. Yeah, very. Uh, so uh in 1889 the prison was expanded to double the number of cells and Add additional facilities, including a chapel and a dining room. In 1903, the prison was closed and converted into an agricultural experiment station. It is now a museum and state park, not to mention one of the most haunted places in Wyoming. One of the most prevalent spirits haunting the prison is said to be of the ghost of Julius Greenwelch a convicted murderer who ran a cigar-making operation from the prison. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, He seems to be be mischievous, but the harmless spirit who likes to hide women's tools, especially if they are making too much noise. He has Hmm. also appeared to people who were napping uh, when they should be working. His appearance is almost always accompanied by the scent... Of a cigar.
0: Hmm. Very, very interesting. I'm, I'm really like okay, because he was a convicted murderer. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to know, like, what was his murder? Like, what, like, what did, like, what did he, like, uh, who did he kill? What did he do? Did he kill? Uh, I mean, was it his wife? Just other, you know, people like that is
1: like that is something I'm interested to see, Julius. Green Welch, G R E E N W E L C H. Yes. Yeah. See, now it's telling me something. Okay.
0: Okay, I found something called Haunted Houses dot com. Um, this is also why material prison serves life after death. This is from Y ninety five country. Same place that you were talking about, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, the story was is that he was a cigar maker who traveled from Wyoming selling to high, selling high quality cigars. He would make a stop at bordellos in Evansville. Um, so according to this, it says one trip ended early when he was shocked to see his wife Jenny, who had started working at the bordello herself. It if it. Was for the spending money. She also got back her husband for infidelity. Well, he overreacted and he shot his wife dead on the spot. So yeah, that's why he was in prison. <laughs> shot and killed his wife because his wife worked at a bordello. And he was going to the bordello. She's working at a bordello. He's like, I'm going to be... You know, so she's infidelity. he been cheating on his wife. So he's got infidelity you know um obviously he was more upset about her infidelity than he than she was so he just shot and killed her like right oh okay like so yeah there you go and it says right here it says after uh he died in prison um it was believed that uh when his when he, when he when his body was removed from the cell it awakened his spirit and his spirit is still haunting the old prison and the smell of cigar smoke Will sometimes waft out of the north wing of the building. Workers around the building sometimes find their hammers, drills, and saws missing, often finding them in very odd places. So there you go. So a very so so obviously so now we know why this gentleman was in the in the building. Um, yeah, <laughs> what is your take right now?
1: Uh. So. It. it uh, uh, You know, obviously, um, even though he was a convicted murderer, um, it says that he's very harmless and and likes to hide, uh, you know, hide tools and stuff like that. Uh, So, you know, it's as if he was like, yeah, you know, I did this really bad thing, but I'm really not a bad person. Right. Right. Um, you know, it was a, uh, a heat uh, of the moment kind of thing. Right. Right.
0: Uh, so, <laughs> I was watching some, I was watching some, uh, comedy, uh, one TV show. I can't remember what it was. And he sat there and he says, Hey, uh, how is like, what, what's a longer sentence? Crime or passion or premeditated? Premeditated. Okay, good. I won't think about it <laughs> or something like that. Um, Maybe there's one, yeah, maybe, you know, he just, just, you know, um. but the fact that he's like, you know, like, you know, don't make too much noise, you know, around, you know, my, you know, I guess final resting place. I mean, obviously that would be, which it doesn't say whether he was buried there, you know, or close to it, which I do find it funny that it said no capital offenders yet. He was a murderer. Isn't murder considered a capital offense? Uh, Yes. (laughs) So. Yeah. But I mean, but it also said back in 1872. So, but then in 1889, so maybe it was different. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you smell the cigar smoke, you know, is that a black and mild or a swisher? Which one is it? Right.
1: Or is, <laughs> I'm that sure that it,
0: or is it a Cuban? You're right. You never know. Um, you know, I, I don't think they had swisher sweets back in uh, the old 1900. Um, But nevertheless, we're going to move on to the very next one. And this is the Irma, I'll say Irma, the Irma Hotel. And this is in Cody, Wyoming. The thing that the Irma Hotel in Cody is best known for is that it is actually built by none other than Buffalo Bill. However, what most people do not know. Is that it is also one of the most haunted hotels in Wyoming and is said to be haunted by Buffalo Bill himself, along with a host of other restless spirits. Um... Guests of the hotel have often reported a wide range of paranormal activity, including phantom footsteps and unexplained noises. But perhaps the most discerning of, dis, yeah, discerning of all is seeing a ghost that appears to be missing the lower half of his body. The hotel is named for Buffalo Bill's youngest daughter, Irma, Irma Cody. And it is said that she also haunts the property An apparition matching her description has been seen in room 16, which is used for, which used to be her room. Guests who have seen her say that she appears sitting in a rocking chair in the corner of the room. Okay. okay. Uh, anybody remember the, remember anybody remember the, uh, the creepy pasta, uh, the watcher. Yes. Or, or the other watcher about the guy who looked through the hole and seen the pale woman in the front or pale woman in the room he went back that third night and looked and then she he just seen a constant shade of red oh her she's completely pale other than her eyes which are bloodshot red Ooh, you know like i mean it, i don't know if it's one of those situations but but I def- I definitely find this interesting because it was you know it was it was named after Wild Bill's daughter and it was also built by Wild Bill and it says uh, Wild Bill that Buffalo Bill I'm sorry and that Buffalo Bill is still there. Uh, how are you feeling about this one? Uh,
1: pretty pretty interesting. You know, just the fact that you know they they uh uh. What was it? I just lost all train of thought um, the, that the hotel was named for, for Wild Bill's youngest daughter, uh, Irma Cody. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. There's some history there. Uh, you know, and we always like when there's uh history dabbled into the hauntings of, uh, right. and, and then, you know, uh, we have that kind of a, uh, a callback to, uh, you know, an earlier episode when we, not an earlier episode of the hauntings of, but, uh, when we, we've done a couple of episodes of creepy pastas and we had the call back to, you know, the, the watcher, Oh, excuse me. You know, with, uh, her sitting in the rocking chair in the corner of the room, right. um, uh, you know, so it th- really interesting to me.
0: Right. And if I'm not mistaken, and, and again, and, if, and for those of you who, who are wondering, you know, the, who is Buffalo Bill? We're not talking about – no, Buffalo Bill was not the guy who started the NFL team, the Buffalo Bills. That's not who it is. Okay. Um, his name was William Frederick Cody. Um, and his nickname was Buffalo Bill. And he was an American soldier, a bison hunter and a showman. And he was born in the Iowa Territory, now known as the state of Iowa. But he lived for several years in his father's hometown, which is modern day Uh, Massagua, Ontario, Canada before the family returned to the Midwest and settled in the Kansas Territory. Buffalo Bill started working at the age of 11 after his father's death and became a rider for the Pony Express back when he was 15 years old. Now, during the American Civil War, he served uh, the Union from 1863 until the end of the war in 1865. Later, Later, he served as a citizen scout For the United States Army during the Indian Wars, receiving a Medal of Honor in 1872. One of the most famous and well-known figures of American Old West, Buffalo Bill's legend, uh, began to spread when he was only about 23 years old. Shortly thereafter, he started performing in shows displaying a cowboy theme and episodes of the frontier and Indian Wars. He founded Buffalo Bill's wild West in 1883, taking his large company on tour in the United States and beginning in 1887, the great Britain and continental Europe. So he was a uh, very well known, uh, you know, he was and, he, and he's and he been, and he's been portrayed in many different works of literature and things of that nature. Um, he, uh, there was uh, I think, the latest the earliest movie or the latest movie that i can remember him being is is or or him being depicted is in the movie hildago do you remember that movie yes yes uh it was based on the legend of frank hopkins um who was also a professional uh, horseman who one time performed at the ringland Brothers circus uh it featured on the well uh, jk simmons for those of you who don't know jk simmons is the guy who's in all the uh Uh, Farmers Insurance commercials We are Farmers Uh, He (laughs) played uh, Bill In that particular um, Movie Um, And there's been plenty of movies Going back to the 1920s About Buffalo Bill And those uh, different types Um, There's actually actually a song By the greatest rapper that ever lived Eminem called Buffalo Bill If anybody wants to take a look at that Uh, Or anybody wants to take a listen to that And As we talked about previously, the NFL team, the Buffalo Bills, is actually named after Buffalo Bill after a fan cast the idea in a contest to find the team's next name. Because previously, the Buffalo Bills, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they've been around since 1960. And even before then... They were, um, if I'm not mistaken, the Bills were, it was, but the Bills were not the first professional football team in Buffalo because they were, you know, another, there was another team there. Uh, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but it's been, since 1960, the Buffalo Bills have had that name. Um. So, yeah. So, going back to um, the actual uh, haunting of uh, the hotel itself, it kind of makes sense if it is Buffalo Bill who created it, Buffalo Bill, who still resides there. It m- kind of makes sense. And also, because it's named after his daughter, it kind of makes sense for their spirits to still inhabit this building.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, especially room 16. Don't go to room 16 or, and don't look through the keyhole because you never know. You never
1: know. Mm, no, you, don't, but you anyway. definitely don't want to do that.
0: But that being said, though, let's move on to
1: the last one of the night. You got this one, brother? I do. Next up, we are going to talk about the historic Plains Hotel, and this is in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So the Old West style of the Plains Hotel in Cheyenne, Wyoming, continues to draw a lot of guests. Aside from providing weary travelers a classic place to stay with modern amenities. It also has been delighting people with great food, ghostly encounters, and paranormal activities. The most popular of which is a woman named Rosie. All right. Right. According to the hotel's many legends, a bride named Rosie and her groom who were on their honeymoon were among the many guests of the hotel. One evening, the groom went to the lounge to enjoy a few drinks. However, while he was in the lounge, he met a prostitute. Having her husband gone for a long time, Rosie went looking, only to find him and the prostitute chatting and laughing at the bar. Rosie watched as her new groom and the prostitute headed upstairs. She followed them to the woman's room on the fourth floor and, in a jealous rage, shot both of them using her husband's gun. Pause. I do not blame her one single <laughs> bit. Oh
0: wow! So instead of just walking up and just confronting him right then and there, she allowed this process to continue. Like you know, what he might you know, like I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He's probably just talking to her, you know, as a friendly little chat. Wait, is she? Is he holding that bitch's hand? Oh wait, where are they fuck? Oh my! Well, hold on, man. We on our honeymoon, and then you gonna take another one? Look, we ain't in no open relationship. I ain't down with no threesome, no girl on girl acting I ain't down with that. How you? I didn't sign up for polygamy. No, and you know you ain't getting. yeah like you know till death do us part. All right, cool. We finna make it happen. Then you know, and then yeah, in a jealous, yeah, fourth, yeah, what, yeah. I mean. Now did now it didn't say whether they she caught him mid coitus. So that's there's, there's another nope uh question. It didn't say that. But I mean I'm but you're we're going to assume that the husband
1: was caught with his pants down. I'm gonna assume. I would assume. Yeah. Um so anyway, so after she shot and killed both of them, she then went back to their honeymoon suite and killed herself. Mm. It says that the spirits of all three have been frequently seen by employees and guests of the hotel. Oh, wow. Hotel staff have heard laughing and crying coming from the room, which was once Rosie's honeymoon suite. Rosie oh, wow. has been spotted in her blue dress walking along the hotel corridors. The groom, wearing a black dress coat and a white shirt, is most often seen on the fourth floor floor in the basement and the other woman is frequently seen on the second floor wearing her short red dress with white lace
0: mm, red dress and white lace. Yep. Yep. She was a, she was a, she was a heathen,
1: <laughs> a lady of the night is the like lady of the
0: night or as, or as we say in this house, a hoochie mama, but we'll go ahead. We'll move on from there.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, go ahead, brother. What was that? So, I was going to say a little history about the uh, the hotel here uh, it says the Plains Hotel opened in 1911 and was Cheyenne's premier hotel at the time. It was distinct it, or it has distinctive features, which other hotels in the area did not have. The hotel had a stained glass skylight and a two story lobby mezzanine. The finely appointed guest rooms were also the talk of the town. The Plains Hotel was the result of the annual $1 dinner in December of 1909 of the Industrial Club, now known as the Chamber of Commerce. The club president, Thomas Haney, said that Cheyenne was badly in need of a modern hotel, and by February of 1910, the Cheyenne Securities Company came into being with one purpose, the building of the hotel. Uh, it was designed by William DuBose. By June of 1910, the construction began. The total cost of the building or of building of the hotel, including furnishings, was only $250,000. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hotel's... But back, yeah, but back then, $250,000 was a lot. Right. Uh, well, let's see. Let's convert... Do the conversion uh, rate. What was that? June of nineteen ten. All right. Let's see. Convert that. Nineteen ten to twenty twenty one. Uh so uh converted $250,000 in 1910 would be the equivalent of 7.2 million in 2021. Uh and that would yeah. be a 2784.47% increase. Damn. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, um So the hotel's grand opening was on March 9th, 1911. The band played until the wee hours of the morning while army officers and ladies in elegant gowns danced, laughed, and talked. Back then, the Plains Hotel was a five-story hotel with three elevators, 100 guest rooms, lush private baths, exquisite furnishings, telephones, and other amenities, which most of the time hotels did not have. Right.
0: So it was kind of ahead of its time in terms of uh the bouginess and the elegance
1: and very all that. very much so. Uh and and you can still uh stay there uh and man the prices don't sound too bad. Uh a classic king uh room starts at $90 a night. That is not bad at all yeah uh you can do a double queen parlor for 110 a night or a uh, king parlor for 120 a night that's it. not terrible no not terrible at all but so if you're staying in a very nice
0: pricey hotel yeah i mean you know i'm sure it offers the spa and the and the gym and you know stuff like that air conditioning and stuff like that right so but but yeah um so, yeah, so this one's definitely one that, I mean, golly, I mean, the but <laughs> again, like it, it always goes back to like, you know, and we've talked about this similarly, like, because you got Rosie, you got her husband and you got the other woman still haunting this place. Almost as if like. You know, could like I mean, because I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know if the ghosts actually communicate, but maybe Rosie looks at him and, and she's like, Nah, go be with your other ghost, bitch. Mm-mm, don't don't try to get with me now. <laughs> right. You know, might be might be something. I don't care. Um, nevertheless, though, after okay, so after all the ones that we've talked about tonight, which ones did you
1: think was the most interesting? Uh, so, so clearly the. Uh... The Historic Plains Hotel, I thought was interesting. Um, yes, the uh, the Irma Hotel in Cody was interesting, uh, right? Uh, more so after uh, we we looked up Wild Bill and kind of gave his history, uh, but also I like the uh, the callback to you know a, a previous Creepy Pasta episode there. Right. Um, let's see. The, I mean, they were all kind of pretty, pretty interesting. The Wyoming Territorial Prison, they're, uh, finding out, you know, about Julius Green Welch. That was interesting. Um, there were, there were several others as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought
0: Yellowstone also ha- had a, uh, ha- had some pretty good, um, things to it i mean the wide variety of spirits that they talk about again the, the decapitated beheaded headless bride uh you know is was one of them right um and then you look at i mean but, but a lot of it was you gotta think wyoming and this is back during the, the during the days of world war ii and also people you know you know with their covered wagons you know going across land to, to discover California and, you know, maybe even some gold rush stuff, you know, when they talk about going out to California, you know, to, you know, bury for gold. And this was, you know, obviously this is 1849. So, you know, obviously there's going to be people there looking for gold, you know, and then you got the wonder bar who, which just recently closed and that one had a very haunting history uh, behind it as well. Um, so yeah. Um, all very interesting ones, uh, but definitely for me, Irma Hotel and the Historic Plains Hotel were two of the one of the two of the most interesting ones um, that I have seen or that we were, that we talked about tonight. That being right. said, ladies and gentlemen, um, kind of bittersweet that I'm fixing to say this, but I believe that's I mean that's it. <laughs> uh, all fifty states have been accounted for here on the hauntings of. Um literally we this series got started literally because you guys wanted it. Um when we did the poll back a couple back 2 years ago when we said this and then we did we did this poll literally right after we did the po- the episode this podcast is horrible. Um where we put out the poll, hey, what episode do you guys want us to do next? Do you want us to do cult classic movies or do you want us to do haunted places in America? And overwhelming, a 76% of you guys wanted us to do The Hauntings of. And you can tell a world of difference between that first episode when we talk about The Hauntings of Alabama to this episode, the final episode, um, for now at least. I will say for now. this is, It's definitely the final episode of us talking about the the most haunted places in the United States. But man, there's other places we can talk about as well.
1: Oh, I don't know if it's even going to be the the last episode of ha- most haunted places in the United States. Ah, uh, that's why I said we'll see. We will right. certainly
0: see, um, um, but definitely, but definitely, um, I mean, other things. What were we going
1: to set up? I, I was going to say, little did we know, when we put that poll out, what we were getting ourselves into. Uh, it has been an incredible ride. You know, when we put the poll out, we thought, oh, we'll just do one episode, you know, Most Haunted Places. And then we started doing research and it was like, no, man, we can't just do one episode. This, this has got to be a series. You know, we need to break this down state by state. Um, you know, and, and maybe we'll come back uh, in, in a few months and, and maybe do, you know, uh, since we're here in Chattanooga, maybe we'll do the most haunted places in the city of Chattanooga in Tennessee. Uh, right. And, and touch on some stuff. Uh, but, you know, uh, we've said this several times. We definitely want to hit, you know, like some haunted places in Canada, Mexico, uh, Central Britain. America, South America. You know, we, we want to hit the world and and talk about haunted places and stuff um so you know it may not be as frequent as you know haunted places in america has been but we will definitely be back with some more hauntings uh along the way right
0: exactly exactly um and yeah i mean like what we said i mean this isn't technically the end of of the hauntings of but it's it won't be frequent like every two weeks like we like we normally been doing it. Um, now we will have maybe some bonus content that we will throw out there about for different things, um, and hope you guys again. And, and I think from the beginning of this thing to the end. Um, so after all these episodes, after the fifty episode, really fifty one episodes because we did a DC episode as well, right? So out of the 51 episodes that we that we did this year or over the course of the past two years, has your skepticism wavered in a way? Do you are you are you a full flip, are you still are you still on that non-believer side or are you more closer to in the middle skepticism um, like this
1: could there this couldn't be? I, I mean I've said it from the get-go. I I don't believe in ghosts because I've never had a ghostly encounter, a paranormal encounter, uh, or, or anything. Um, and and so that's where my skepticism lies. Uh, that's, that's why I, I am and always have been a skeptic. I have just never had that encounter. Um, now, now, you know, over the last 51 episodes, the last, you know, um, 102 weeks of, hauntings of um. it's been very interesting to to hear eyewitness accounts from people who have had you know paranormal encounters uh, have go- had you know have had ghostly encounters and stuff like that um, but I- I'm still a steadfast skeptic Uh, And it's solely based upon not ever having had until this point. You know, I'm 38 years in. We're recording this episode on November the 7th, 2021. And, you know, I've never had that experience. Uh, Now, if I was to have that experience, then obviously... My scepticism would turn to be a, a, a believer, but right. you know, un- right. until then, I, I I can't say you know anything else, and I'm not I I'm not calling people who have had that kind of experience a liar. We each experience things differently, right. uh, and, and you know what you have experienced may not be the same as what I've experienced and vice versa. So, right. you know, Right. Exactly.
0: Um, you know, of course, I mean, I've, I've talked about my experience before, um, where I truly believe I, I met a spirit. Um, for those of you who don't know the story, um, I was working at the Tennessee aquarium a long time ago. I, I want to say this was, I want to say either 2012 or tw- 2011 or 2012. I can't remember which one, but I was outside by back behind the Tennessee aquarium and I was smoking And a gentleman came up to me and he was wearing army fatigues and he sat down next to me and I, and I said, Hey, how you doing? And, uh, the only thing I remembered was his name tag is, is his name on the front. It was, uh, it was, uh, Elgin L G uh, I'm sorry. E L G I N. I don't know if it was Elgin Elgin, however you pronounced it. Um, but he asked me for a cigarette and I gave this guy a cigarette. So I gave him a cigarette I literally watched this guy light the cigarette. He took maybe one puff off of it, sat it in the ashtray that was at, that was next to it. And, you know, he, he told me his name was Reggie. I'm like, all right, cool. He said, well, I got to go. So he went and he turned the corner. When he turned the corner, I was done with my cigarette. So I put my cigarette out and I go walking where he was. When I turned the corner, I don't see this guy anywhere. And I'm thinking, damn, he must've ran or something, but whatever. A couple of weeks later, um, we're throwing away old newspapers, uh, cause the, the, normally cause people use newspapers to like line the, 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 uh, some of the, like the cages and stuff like that. And it's not and the the aquarium isn't just all fish. They have like snakes and other, you know, creatures that, you know, are involved with, you know, you know, zoology and education and stuff like that. Right. Um, so we're cutting, we're cutting through the newspapers and stuff and then I grab it I grabbed one of them and I accidentally dropped a bunch on the floor because, you know, clumsy talent. So we go to pick up a couple of newspapers. And I actually pick up an obituary page and I'm looking and I'm looking at the guy. His name, you know, his name was Reggie El- Reg- Reg- Reginald Elgin. And I was like, huh, that sucks. And the guy that I was working with said, what sucks? I'm like that guy right there. I swear, dude, I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago. And he goes like, dude, you couldn't have talked to him a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, dude, I talked to that guy just a couple of weeks ago. There's no way. What are you talking about? He's like, dude, that newspaper is like seven months old. And I'm like, no, dude, I just talked to this guy like like last week or so, you know, whatever time it was. And he was like, no, nah, dude, that's from like, that's from like January of last, that's from like January. And I was like, oh, hell no. And then I told him the story and he was like. You may have ran into a ghost. Who knows? Like, he was all nonchalant about it. Like, no, I'm pretty sure I met a fucking ghost, you know? And I tried looking, I tried looking the dude up, couldn't find anything about the guy. And I'm just like, like, you know, like it was like, that's what hooked it for me. And I don't know if it was just right place, right time, you know, because again, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you know, a ghost is either a manifestation of an angel or a demon. You know, so if maybe this person was an angel who I just happened to have an encounter with, maybe he was waiting for somebody else. You know, I don't know what the situation was, but it was just weird to me. And maybe in my head, I'm trying to rationalize, did I, did did I, did I really see this guy? Was, was it something? And, And again, no matter how I try to rationalize it, it always comes back to this thing. Like I saw this dude's face literally within three feet of me. And then I see the same face in a newspaper article in the obituary section. And then the guy tells me, nah, man, that's seven months old, but I just seen this guy a couple of weeks ago. Like it, that's what, that's what made me like, okay, like there's no other way to explain it. So I have to believe that that goes to real because I cannot explain what I just encountered. You see what right. I'm saying? And I think yeah. that's what, that's what it, that, see that's what I think the experience is. It's something that you cannot explain from the standpoint. It's like, okay, I know, I can't, I I know for a fact that I've seen this person. Like, so it's not me going crazy. It's just, this is what I've experienced. And, and I know a lot of people say like when, when people pass away that you normally hear their voice or you normally, or you normally see signs, you know, maybe not directly hearing the voice or, or actually seeing like an, an apparition of them. But a lot of times you'll hear a message or you'll see something and it, it it clicks and you automatically think man that's something that you know like it, it, you know if you have you know a friend passed away or something it's like yeah that's something he would say or that's something he would do you know or or it triggers a memory of something you see what I'm saying so right. there's always that you know what I mean um you know because I'm I remember when, when when one of our friends you know passed away uh last year drew when drew passed away um I would always like, like I mean, cause we I, we learned so much from him, and I'm not saying that I have seen a manifestation of Drew. That's not what I'm saying, but I am saying that sometimes you'll hear something, or sometimes you'll you'll think you, you'll see something, or you'll hear, hear something, and for whatever reason, it's like maybe it's something completely unrelated to him, but you hear it, and it's like, I okay, I remember something Drew told me something about that, you know, or or whoever it was, like a, like an old family member or something along those lines, you know. Um, but I think it's, it's 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 a way that you know people people look at it different ways. You know, you you can look at it as a form of you know, and is, some people g- do go on the religious ex- side of it. Some people go on the more skepticism side of it. Some people you know believe that ghosts exist. You know, maybe outside the realm of religion, um, but that's for a different conversation for a different day. Um, right, but. As just someone, forget about the skepticism for just a second, as somebody who is a fan of like, because you're a fan of horror and different things like that, but as somebody who is very, you know, interested in the idea of the haunted places, this whole experience, how has it been for you just individually, like, as far as just like, as far as maybe entertainment value or maybe you know, history value or maybe learning something from that standpoint, how are you feeling about just from where we, from where we were to where we are now in terms of, you know, what you've learned and things of that nature.
1: Oh, I mean, I've, I've learned uh, a ton over the last 51 episodes for sure. Um, you know, I, I've, I've learned a lot about the United States, uh, in itself right uh you know i've i've learned uh a good bit about uh you know paranormal uh i've learned that uh places will use paranormal and try to boost it right to um to to uh profit. Yes, f- for for themselves. I mean, I distinctly remember we were talking uh I want to say it was it was maybe California uh on on that episode where there was um a ship that uh like they immediately came out and was like, "Yes, we you know, we doctor up some of this and all that." But A good bit of it is real well you can't tell me that you've doctored it but it's real at the same time like you know do you remember that episode
0: oh absolutely uh that was one of the ones i think it was a was it a ship off the coast matter of fact you know what i got i got the the damn website right in front of me i'll just go straight back to california and we can look it up and let's see what it is um yeah i believe it was california let me look you know. through here because I'm pretty sure. Um was it the Queen Mary Hotel in Long Beach? Um, maybe.
1: Maybe that was it. It was a
0: ship. It was a ship, but it was also um a hotel at the same time. There was the bridge in Pasadena. There was a cemetery in Claremont. Disneyland in Anaheim was also considered uh, uh, haunted at one point. Uh the whaling house in San-, San Diego. Yeah, there was a whole lot of uh, good hunt. Okay. I'll ask this question and we will actually, you know what? I'm going to halt on that question because I think I got another episode idea before we actually, okay. before I get, we'll talk off air about that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you guys for all the love and support you've given us on this series. Uh, the series is not over with yet, but we are going to take a hiatus from this series to go focus on other things. We do have another project coming up very soon um and we look forward to it and we hope that you guys are ready for it as well and excited about it as much as we are uh we're still going to do we talk wrestling still going to have our list uh different listicles that we're going to be doing um more uh different things uh battle topics and uh Rap Rewind is going to be coming back very soon. We're going to have another edition of An Evening With coming up really quickly. We're um, we we, we st- we're still going to give you guys a rock retrospective of Blink-182, so just please be on the lookout for that as well. Um, and also something about sports is also going to be continuing after uh, this season of Are You Ready For Some Football. So we do have a lot of stuff that we that we got going on. Um, that being said, would you fix to say something? I didn't want to cut you off if you were. No, no, we're Okay, good.
1: cool. All right, cool. Uh, that being said, though, do you have anything to say before we bounce out of here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one stop shop for everything, movement radio. Absolutely. Shout out to our
0: good buddy Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. Go to Sean Thompson or, Sean, or or Thompson Personal Training on Facebook to check out pricing. Really good dude. He will take care of you. We guarantee it. Shout out to uh, jerry and jennifer over at the chronic conversation podcast andrew and sean at the warrior workout network shout out to uh, ivan montanez twitch.tv slash unleash demon for his content go check it out and as always guys we love you we appreciate you guys thank you so much and that's it for this series for now but we will return at some point later in the future thank you guys for listening to this episode and thank you guys for all the love and support that you've given us here on Movement Radio and the
1: series known simply as The Hauntings Of. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform.
0: Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And
1: I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan, my friends. (laughs)